0: So depending on how you found this podcast, you may have come into this show thinking that we were really big fans of Dolly Parton and Julia Roberts and the entire cast of the classic film Steel Magnolias, which is true. However, this show explores much more than just a film. But we did realize that since this is such an iconic film, that is our namesake we should take the time and re-release one of our very, very early episodes where we dive in to both the theatrical and the film Steel Magnolias. Yes, it was indeed based on a theatrical play written and inspired by a true story. So we hope you enjoy this conversation. It is indeed the first time that we publicly cried on our podcast. You can share, connect, and support this show in a variety of ways. Text a friend and make sure they have a link to the show. You can share on your Facebook or Instagram, whichever one you prefer. And you can financially support us by visiting the link in our show notes or steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. So get ready and enjoy Steel Magnolias. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at
1: our table. So pull up a chair. Let's
0: just dive in. So you tell us, Lainey, you got to hear um, actually an interview. I right? did.
1: Yeah. It's been a little while for me, but, um, Robert Harling is the, um, person who wrote this play. Mm-hmm. And it is a true story based on a true story of his sister's life. Um, so it was very moving hearing this interview. Um, it was by garden and gun magazine and they did an actual print story, but there was an oh, they interview. Did. That, okay. Um, we got to hear some of the audio of.
0: I love hearing someone's voice. So even too. if like the fact that you're even saying, yeah, I would have enjoyed the article, but I, I listened to it as well. Cause you told me about it.
1: Enjoyed hearing it's the voice. fun to hear yeah. someone's voice. So it yeah, is.
0: that's the very first episode of garden and guns, whole hog podcast. podcast. And they don't do
1: their super
0: often. No, it's so it should be sporadic, easy to find. Just look for the very first, first and second episode. Actually they did okay. a
1: two part. series. Yeah, it was cause it was broken up. That's mm-hmm. right. well, Uh, I was moved big time by this interview because he shared the why he wrote this story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So his sister, whose name was Susan. Yeah. I didn't remember that. You told me that. Um, His sister, Susan, was diagnosed with diabetes at a young age Mm -hmm. and um, was just this personality type of you couldn't keep her down. You couldn't tell her no, she wasn't supposed to do something. I remember him sharing a story that she was a majorette, which is a big deal in a lot of southern Absolutely. states. They grew up in uh, Louisiana. Yes. Nacatish. Nacatish. Yeah, it looks, it's, <laughs> it's Natchitoches or something yeah, is how you'd like. want to say it, because it's very hard to pronounce, Knock-a-tish, but Nacatish, Louisiana, yeah. and so, um, yeah, she was a majorette and was not supposed to be you know, sweating that right. much in the hot sun out doing that activity because of her diabetes. Di- yeah. So, she would have candy in her pockets while she was doing that. Regulate
0: and- her insulin <laughs> and march on. Yeah, literally. If that's not a steel magnolia, I don't know it uh, is. Seriously.
1: So, anyway, from a young age, she had um, just not been able, you couldn't tell her, no. So... Um, when she was told by her doctors that it would not be a good idea to have children, right? It would be too hard on her body, yeah. Uh, she just wouldn't hear it because she wanted a baby, and that this is the true story of what happened to her. So, again, spoiler alert. Um, but but what was so moving for me in hearing that interview was he said that, um, he in fact had this nephew, yeah, because um, she had a little boy, little boy. And I think uh, he was two when she yeah, died. Or almost two. Almost two, yeah. which is, yeah. Anyhow.
0: <laughs> that's my son's age. so that's, no, This yeah. is
1: another reason this was so moving for me. Yeah. Um, so in real life, um, his brother, this author's brother-in-law or his sister's husband, mm-hmm. um, got married shortly after her death mm-hmm. from, uh so, like, I think you said five months. I think it
0: was like five months, yeah.
1: So, he had re- remarried, and uh, this author was saying, you know, she was a nice woman. It had nothing to do with that, but he heard his little nephew call her mama. Mm.
0: And
1: it yeah, just brought up a lot of emotion in him and anger in him because he knew how much his mom loved this baby and how hard she had worked you know to even have him right and he incorporates a line that he actually said by giving it a line in the play later but he said she I just wanted him to know how much his mom loved him yeah and so uh, anyhow that caused him to have a lot of emotion and in talking to some of his friends who were I believe, Playwrights, yes, I do think that was this was like a little actors' circle. Yeah, and a friend. Playwrights, circle. they were like, "You need to write this story for him for, for this your boy nephew. to yeah. know." Yes, yeah. so he s- puts pen to paper to start to write what he thought was going to be a short story, right, for this boy, and he was having a hard time writing a short story for a couple of reasons. One, he had a, a history of being an actor. Yeah. And just was more used to a script. Sure. Yeah. And also, he said, as he was trying to write it as a short story, he was realizing there was so much good dialogue yes. that my mom and her friends yeah. had, and it's not coming through. Yeah. So maybe I need to just write this as what I know is scripted. Yeah. As In a the play. form of a play. And it, that's what came out.
0: And so that whole story the play itself lives in the setting of the beauty shop. So, the entire thing is at <laughs> So Beauty yeah. Salon. So we got to see that a couple of weeks ago here locally. And I would say if it comes near you, definitely go see it. It's fantastic yeah. to get to see what actors can do in the setting of the beauty shop. Unbelievable. Because in really. my mind, when we were going to see it, I was like, how can you fit everything all the multiple scenes that I know of from the movie how can you keep that all contained in one beauty shop and it's very
1: interesting it is and well done because I know I saw the movie first yeah you know because I remember seeing this in the theater and having a very emotional experience seeing it with my mom and Miss Campbell um and yeah it was just a very emotional experience for me because I at that age was having some seizures. Yeah.
0: So you're 19 years old and, and in, yeah. in, in that place. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so that was a very emotional experience for me. And so then, um, when I saw the play for the first time, I was trying to remember what year I saw the play. I want to say it was circa 2000. Okay. When I saw it the first time I told you in Montgomery, Alabama, um, I thought there's no way they're going to be able to do this well just doing it in a beauty shop. It seems so, so limiting. It's going to be so limiting, but it was not. It wasn't. So good. You're right. And that brought back when we just saw it. I thought, wow, this really is interesting that you can get, you can know things are going on in other places from their d- dialogue in the beauty shop. Yeah. And we had that whole episode on beauty shops where we talked about. I was thinking about
0: the same thing.
1: Just the life that happens yes. in. Those, especially, you know, in a home or something like that. Just the great uh, community that happens Uh there. And And chips that form. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: the play premiered in 1987 at WPA Theater in New York City. And it was just about six months later that the swirl of activity started happening to move it from play to movie okay so you were going to mention casting wise <laughs> one of the interesting uh things that we've come across and of course i just also want to say this we're not the end all know all of Steel still magnolia's trivia oh, Lord,
1: no
0: we just love it and we did do a little research to bring up some fun facts that may be unknown today but
1: well this- again from the garden and gun vid. But- Um, interview was where I had heard this um, piece that I thought was so interesting. They wanted Meg Ryan for the lead role of Shelby.
0: Okay. (laughs) So that would be Shelby was the name of the character that was
1: Robert's sister, the the playwright. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is played by Julia Roberts. Right. But, uh, you know. Originally. Originally they had cast Meg Ryan. Now, they had already cast... The entire main cast. Mm-hmm. Originally, originally, it was Wine Owner Ryder
0: that was going to be the lead, but then the producers were like, she's just too young. Okay. So I, that's interesting to me because she is like, to me, indie rocker. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's not even, like, just, I just, she's reality bites. She is
1: so reality so bites. So, I can't even so fathom perfect. her. And Joe. I mean, she's Joe to me. In this setting.
0: Yeah, Little Women. From Little Women. I, I just I can't even fathom yeah. her dark hair, dark short hair
1: in Pale the middle. skin.
0: Yes. <laughs> just, anyway.
1: But Meg Ryan When I heard that, I thought, oh my gosh, no, she is not Shelby. She is not Southern. That's not right. And I love Meg Ryan.
0: Well, did you mention why? So I
1: haven't mentioned, but this is what is so amazing. So we've just said this is the 30-year anniversary of the film. Well, she ended up turning this role down after saying she would do it because she was cast as the lead for When Harry Met Sally. Which <laughs> little, is, little known film. You may have known heard of it. That can, nobody else could have played that. No. I there's mean, no way. There's no way there could be a different Sally. And to me, there's no way.
0: Well, and what I had read in Southern Living was that she was looking for a lead role. Because yeah. although we're... We're kind of calling Shelby in *Still Magnolias the lead. There's a lot There's of There's a lot of leads because, it, and it's an epic and She was cast. actually considered supporting actress. Like, she's the only one that won an Oscar. Right, right. And, and it was for a supporting actress yeah, role. Yeah. So, I but can that see was why Meg lead. also That's was true. just from a career standpoint wanting something. I need the lead. Yeah. Yeah, and she is sadly a good and move Shelby. for both of them.
1: I know, and so both of these movies turning 30, it just blows my mind because they were both so impactful on yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So. so
0: talk about what you had heard about Julia coming in for an audition because I had read that she actually was going to audition but was working on Mystic Pizza so at Mystic the time Pizza, of auditions. So she know, couldn't come to the auditions because
1: she was still rapping. And, and so they thought that they had landed, and then later they... Okay, let's try and bring that girl in from Mystic Pizza. Yeah. Eric Roberts' sister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, here she comes in, and Robert Harling, the that had written the play, said, as soon as she smiled, I knew that was my sister. That was
0: Poots, Mm -hmm. who was supposed
1: to play my sister.
0: Yeah. She flashed that smile, and he said, that's my sister. Yeah. And she's Southern. Yeah,
1: she's from Smyrna, Georgia. So, it's just, to me, fits. Yeah. I think she was perfect yeah. for that role, but I, I think every person that they cast was so perfect for their role.
0: Oh, I do too. It's amazing. I absolutely do. So the other actresses, there's six, the six characters from a female t- standpoint. So the, you know, there's there's t- tons of men in the supports, you know, yeah. in the movie that make an impact as well, but
1: that are also really good. Absolutely, <laughs> Tom Skerritt was awesome as Sally Sam Field's husband. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so the six ladies, we have Anel, played by Daryl Hannah. Truvy, played by Dolly Parton. Uh, Malin is played by Sally Field, that's Shelby's mom. Clary is played by Olympia Dukakis. And Weezer is played by Shirley MacLaine. And as we've just mentioned, Shelby was casted to be played by Julia Roberts. So the opening, oh, let me mention one other thing before we jump into openings and scene by scene. One other fun fact of the role of Shelby, when Nicole Kidman was starting out in acting in Sydney, Australia, one of her earliest roles was playing Shelby
1: on stage. That's funny. She played Shelby. That is really funny. I can't see it, but she, you know.
0: But now she's a southerner.
1: That's that true. just cracks <laughs> me
0: up. I, I, now I would kind of like to see her do it again. Not that she... I don't know. Do you think she even tried to give it a southern accent?
1: I don't know. That
0: seems like that would be a struggle.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: How did you feel about the accents? Because I've heard people kind of go up and down on where how they thought people, the accents of the actresses
1: Well, it's been were. a long time. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, so I haven't like really analyzed that. I don't remember... I think anytime I like you, Marie you... was pretty good, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, she was good. Dolly's Dolly. Dolly's Dolly. She just had to There's, be Dolly. There really was no acting there.
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, Sally I thought... Field was fairly neutral, wasn't she? Yeah, she I don't was. I Remember her? She sounded Indiana.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I thought Shelby. You know, I thought Julia Roberts was a little dramatic, but I just think that's her character. Yeah, that's you know, some of the characters long-drawn... dramatic. You know, my wedding's going to be the best. You know, My colors are blush and bashful. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Real Those slow. And, yeah. So one other fun fact about that time period before all of the casting was set in place for the movie, but the word was out on how good this play production is. You know, it's kind of these New York circles of people talking. So Elizabeth Taylor went to see Steel Magnolias. Okay. During its off Broadway run, which that's where it was, and gave it a rave review, calls up Betty Davis. Have you heard this story? No. Okay. Um, and Robert Harling, which is the playwright. Betty Davis is starting to, you know, push to be cast in the role of Weezer.
1: Oh. So
0: like Elizabeth Taylor is like, hey, you know you need to know about this, Betty Davis. So Betty Davis is now calling the playwright. And um, she also thought Katherine Hepburn would make a fantastic Clary, and Elizabeth Taylor would be perfect as Truby. Like, they've got the whole little circle of friends. That's hilarious. That they're thinking of casting themselves. Um, so Harlane later told um, a produ- uh, some sort of journalist to, she was trying to convince him she was right for the role, and when he left, she told him, you may give the role of Weezer to someone else, but... You and they will both hear from Betty Davis. Wow.
1: <laughs> and she was like that. In yeah. fact, I remember David Letterman saying that he had never been so uncomfortable like squirming as with a guest as Betty Davis. Really? She was intimidating.
0: So the role of course went to Shirley MacLaine as we mentioned and no word on whether Davis ever parlayed an earful. Very interesting, Isn't that crazy. Yeah. So we mentioned that the movie starts On Easter, there's actually holidays that line up with every single event. You know, kind of there's like a Christmas festival and there's an October wedding uh, or Halloween shower. Wedding shower. I mean, there's
1: yeah, (laughs) you like for a two-year period. Her little boy was dressed as you know, it was Halloween the night and she collapsed.
0: Yeah, yes. So it opens with a beautiful spring day in Natchitoches, Louisiana. And they are setting up for a wedding mm-hmm. at the home of, um, should we say Julia Roberts or should we say Shelby? I'm, I'm, now I'm kind of toying with. Oh, whether Shelby. To, okay, she's Shelby. At Shelby's home, and a good old Southern wedding is ha- happening at the church, and then reception back at the house, and everything from sh- broken champagne glasses to birds that are. A nuisance in the tree that Shelby's dad is firing at. So it's just really a fun chaotic. Chaotic scene. But then we move to the beauty shop where of course you're starting to now meet characters. They're dialoguing with each other. You're starting to see some Their personalities. Interactions between one another and Weezer has so many one-liners in her opening dialogue, I couldn't even write them all down. Like, I've seen all of them on a t-shirt or, (laughs) you know, on a a greeting card or something. In fact, Robert Harling said when he was writing about all of these women and writing the lines, he said they all love one-liners and they talk like bumper stickers.
1: That's hilarious. And they do. Now, I remember him telling a story about one of the famous lines that Shirley MacLaine has Mm -hmm. in the play that he literally added backstage the first night it was going on yeah do you remember that story i do
0: because people were the actors were confused because they thought it was a
1: drama and it was coming across as a comedy comedy. well at one point the actor that was playing weezer said i if you know weezer would not just stay quiet right in this moment she has to have a comeback yeah and he at the last minute wrote in
0: well first before you say that may Lynn had said to Weezer come down to the guidance counseling center yeah you know if you're really feeling that way about things you should talk to somebody you know so she's, she's encouraging so her to come down and get some and, counseling for all the things that she she's says, complaining about
1: Her line, I don't have it written down here, but it's something about, uh... I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I've just been in a bad mood for 40 years. So that was the
0: line that he came up with backstage.
1: Yeah, but that should be her response. And that's
0: crazy, too, because, I mean, I've never even been an actor, but I get that when you're so immersed in a character. Like, you are trying to become that Mm -hmm. character, and you you recognize things like my character wouldn't would stand there and just be like oh hmm, yeah the good advice Yeah. you know like yeah so yeah they that actor recognized she would need not only a comeback but like a feisty a really one
1: feisty funny one yeah
0: and that one stands out to a lot of people as a it favorite does. it does so beautiful wedding I don't know if you want to say anything about that because I was about to to move past
1: it but. It was, um, when you say beautiful, it makes me laugh, though, because it was beautiful in the 80s. Sure. Now, when I look back on oh, it, it's, it's actually ridiculous. Quite, quite tacky. Well,
0: and they even say but that in the, in the movie. I mean, the mom is kind of joking that the whole church has been covered in Pepto-Bismol. Because she's so into
1: pink. Mm-hmm. It's her signature color, yes. <laughs> as she says. so. But, yeah, the dresses, I mean... Big. did All the bridesmaids wear pink hats. Yes, they yeah. all yeah, had I mean, pink hats on. It was very. You remembered that one well. I remember that, but um, it was a very southern. She yeah. had a dozen bridesmaids. I don't know how many, but yeah. it seemed like a dozen. Which that's you know, especially what is she, twenty one, getting married mm-hmm. at that age? That happens in the South. You want everybody up there. Mm-hmm. I used to think that's what I would have. Mm-hmm. Was I mean, I knew. 12 people I'd want yeah, you have to
0: cut at that age cut and friends. so yeah. yeah
1: and I probably would have wanted big shoulders in my mm-hmm. dress and things like that so a lot of that's changed with age what yeah. I would want now but yeah that's kind of funny because it was quite beautiful and fairy tale oh yeah like but yeah very over the top yeah
0: well and then of course one of the most favorite things about the reception. There's, well, there's two things you loved a little part that I'll let you tell, but the groom's cake being oh armadillo. Yes. Red velvet cake. And they talk about hacking into it. Yeah. Being the Looking most disgusting like a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there's some funny groom's cakes out there. There like are all different themes and
0: well, and I feel like, is that a Southern thing too? Like would, would the groom's
1: cake be more playful at a Southern wedding? That's a good question. We should have people give us feedback. I see a lot of sports teams and you see a lot of different yeah. funny things like that. Yeah. We, where it's real playful. Not just a, a chocolate. We did a Jeep. Because yeah. my husband
0: loves Jeeps. Um yeah, I've seen a lot of SEC teams. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure if that's a if northern weddings would keep it a more a tame. Lot, yeah. Or if they even do a groom's cake. I mean I'm sure they do, but anyway. And then you love that scene of Clary and Truvy.
1: Oh I just think it's a funny scene where this uh, is the mayor's wife I think is dancing on the.
0: Oh I didn't even catch that. Yeah that's, that's probably another reason is, why they don't like and- her is because Clary's the former
1: mayor's right, wife. Right so they yeah. don't like this new lady and she's out there dancing in a um, <laughs> very tight dress. <laughs> And there's a line, and I I don't have it written down to quote it per se, but she says something along the lines of, "It looks like two pigs dancing under a fighting, or under. fighting under a blanket." <laughs> yeah, oh, Clary had some.
0: She had some funny lines. They all they, well, they all, all do. They have really do good lines. It's so well written. Um, well, after the wedding, it moves pretty quickly to where we're set up with what the true conflict of the movie is, which is the problem that presents itself with Shelby has been told children, bearing children aren't a good idea for you because the toll Too it will take on your body. But as you mentioned earlier, the character this is based on was true to this as well. Like she, that she wouldn't take that for an answer. So she does end up pregnant. And I think that's an interesting place where you really see the biggest rub between her
1: and her mom. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause her mom so loves her that she doesn't want her to be sicker. Right. Yeah. However,
0: yeah, she sees this as a decision mm-hmm. that Shelby that can could kill avoid. Her. Yeah. A decision she could make in a place she could avoid Yeah, this. So it's interesting to me, I'll go ahead and bring this up. When you see the play, it's just the six women. There are no men cast in the play production. Mm-hmm. So they have unique ways that they bring in the male characters, like a phone call coming into the beauty shop where it's, mm-hmm. you know, one of the guys, it's a husband, it's a brother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know you're understanding and of course there's just the general retelling of things, you know, dialogue that the women are sharing with one another. You know, about my their husband and in did their lives. this, my yeah. you know. But um, without actually having them present, you're only hearing the one side. True. So this was a place, this conflict that I just described, was a place where I felt like you miss it in the play. Because in the movie, you get to see the way the mom really tries hard to talk to her new son-in-law.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you get to see, like, she's serious to talk to Jackson, is his name? Yeah. And she does it even at the reception. They're trying. They're mm-hmm. doing uh, a dance, and she says, "Promise me you'll think about it before you have you make any big decisions about family." Mm-hmm. And he totally brushes it off. I mean, she. I think she even restates it like mm-hmm. a couple of times. So you don't, you don't get that Mm -hmm. in the play. Like you, you hear from Julia or from Shelby, you know, she's saying that that she's told Jackson about this and that Mm -hmm. Jackson and her have talked about family, Mm -hmm. but you're not seeing like they portray him in the movie, like him not taking it very seriously. So I don't know how true that was to Mm -hmm. his, to character, his, how he played it out in life. But anyway, that was just one of those moments where I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, Really needed to see both characters to really see both sides of how they're, you mm-hmm. know, responding to life. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Mm. And, yeah. And then also just while we're on the topic of the lack of men, you don't get to see, without the men there, you don't get to see the humor between Weezer and Shelby's dad. Oh, my gosh. The way they pick on each other. Is
1: awesome. In the movie is absolutely amazing. And they actually really love each other. They do. But it's hilarious, isn't it? It's awesome. And then, and I um, love Tom Scarrett anyway. so
0: or even the way I mean, I know he's not in it very much, but even the way Weezer interacts with her, like that old friend Owen, Owen.
1: <laughs> isn't he quirky? <laughs> he's so oh quirky. My but like
0: the way she like talks to him, mm-hmm. I mean, i it's like I can appreciate her even more watching her. She's embarrassed. She's shocked. Oh, Deep yeah. down, yeah, yeah. She, she has, has insecurities.
1: Absolutely. I think that kind of came out though in the play. You do? I do. Okay. Like because we that just one. saw that recent. Yeah. I thought that came out. Yeah, yeah. Where she was kind of wanting to talk about it that one day when, when she's in the beauty salon. Yeah. Um, you could tell she kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit, um, but was embarrassed. Yeah, like she hurried out the door. Do you remember? Yeah, and Shelby was saying. Oh, and by the way, Owen's going to be there, oh, too. Yeah. And she's, like, yeah. nervous and runs yes. up the door. Like, you, I got the embarrassment yeah. of, you know, I've been setting my ways for a long time, and, yeah. you know, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Like, I, I got that yeah. part. But yeah. I know I, no, I, get I did miss the part with her banter. Oh, my god. With Shelby's dad.
0: I mean, it's so, it's so wonderful in so many ways. But and yeah. they, it's
1: like they feed off each other. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I've had friends like that where... Like, mm-hmm. guy friends like that, where it's just fun to pick at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Agree.
0: So, yeah, I wouldn't say, you know, it's a total loss in seeing the play, but there's just certain dynamics where it's kind of unfair to not
1: have a see bit the, bit of the look on a man's face
0: or see how he's responding to some things, or even what he actually said to some instances. So. But especially the conflict of... Mm-hmm. No, really. Like yeah. how much are you
1: guys thinking about yeah. starting a family? So And yeah, we don't ever get to see how hard that might have been for Milan after when she had moments with her grandson. Right. Can you imagine how she might have had some frustration of I tried to talk to him, like right. Shelby should be here exactly. because I tried to talk to I him. I thought and about that actually.
0: Like, after watching it again, I was just thinking, so I wonder what that relationship even looks like now. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: Because this is still their grandson, mm-hmm. but he's been so far removed from being mothered by their
1: daughter. Right. You know? Yeah.
0: But it's their grandson,
1: so. Yeah. It's tough. That is tough. That child could have grandkids by now. But. Well, no, could have kids, not grandkids, but. Yeah.
0: Well, But one of my favorite lines from Shelby, which is what we're basically describing here, is she says, I would rather have 30 30 minutes minutes
1: of wonderful. I know. I would rather have 30 minutes of wonderful than a lifetime of nothing special. Crack. I had to, when we watched the play at the boiler room, I mean at the um, pull tight, I had to turn all the way around from the person I was sitting next to because I heard like a crack coming in my (laughs) cry. Like I, and I was embarrassed to cry like out loud. Yeah, yeah. setting of a play. But that is I know and that intense. place is such
0: a small playroom. Like you're practically on the stage. <laughs> so I'm like I was the one on stage shaking in my chair. I was crying <laughs> <Exactly>. so <laughs> trying to cry quietly. Really? Um yeah, so it's um as you can tell from our crack of conversation here, it's such a moving um
1: production altogether. So, so many good lines in this. Do
0: you have good lines or favorite scenes?
1: You? Um and again these were just off my cuff like yeah. I, didn't have you know i just trying to remember and it, every character had good ones that was the yeah. thing but one of my favorite i love truvi says laughing through tears is my favorite emotion
0: that's a good one that stood out because it
1: really is a, one of my favorite things
0: i loved her line that um i haven't left the house without lycra on my thighs since i was 14 <laughs> And that actually pertains to the lady with the tight dress <laughs> that they were commenting on. and but she needed
1: a girdle. She needed a
0: girdle. And, you know. I, yeah. They I, were
1: making fun. Kind of saying, like, you know, I'm sure she paid a lot for that dress. She didn't take time to wear a girdle yeah. under it.
0: Yeah. Clary was actually commenting that that was a good thing. That Truby's been wearing a, you know, Lycra on her thighs right. that long. She meant she was raised
1: right. Um, yeah. Those, these are the kinds of things that um southern women just wanted to, to look nice it didn't matter if it was comfortable
0: right it was a matter
1: of did it look good oh we're at
0: the end of easter afternoon i'm still uncomfortable and i'm still <laughs> sitting here in my dress so. i'm at my house so i was able to change clothes. yeah i've, I've you, changed out of my shoes but my dress is still <laughs> a little snug <laughs> <laughs> um yeah truby also of course being the owner of the beauty shop, she says, I don't trust anyone that does their own hair. I don't think it's normal. <laughs>
1: did she have a line, too, that was like, uh, she was saying to um, Annelle, oh, you did your own hair? I can usually tell a bottle job from at least 30 paces. She did say that. And what's hilarious is her hair looks awful.
0: Like, that, <laughs> it's streaked. Annel's hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Her character
1: cracks me up because she's so awkward and quirky in the beginning, yeah. but like settles into herself yes. a little bit more later yes. into the yeah into the play to where she's even making funny cracks at Weezer. She, she gets a jab at great. Weezer at the end, and they're all so proud. Especially Clary's. Another one cool. of my favorite ones that Truvi says is she's talking about her son's girlfriend that had come around and she said, well, the nicest thing I can say about her is that all her tattoos are spelled correctly.
0: That actually made the trailer. I rewatched the trailer. Oh, really? Again. <laughs> yeah. And I did. Uh, so I rewatched the trailer, not even just the one I said was in front of To Kill a Mockingbird. And it is it St. Elmo's Fire It is St. St. Fire I can't, I, can't music. It. I just don't understand. That is so How can hilarious. you do that? Anyway. Um... You know, there's no such thing as natural beauty.
1: Another good <laughs> Truby line. I've got, um, well, some of these are serious and some of them are funny. That's the
0: interesting thing about this movie is they're they all over the place. They're all encountering the place. really hard things. And then they would go there for a second, but then they
1: would cut it with something funny. Yeah. Usually Which, clary. It's funny that you kind of need each other, too. And that's in real life. Sure. Like where somebody's bawling and then somebody will say something funny like you kind of need that well that's yeah, what we need each other i
0: think even friend groups kind of know like they're probably even eyeing each other like okay so mm-hmm. you know deep one mm-hmm. get in here and offer some words of wisdom yeah. Yeah. okay it's gotten heavy funny one come in here and slice that's your right eyes
1: at each other if yeah. somebody needs it's time for you to step up and do yeah. your thing that's right um gosh i loved this too this part, Having a conversation with Clary, and she says uh, she's talking about a I kind of like, I kind of like hiring somebody with a past. Oh yeah, and, Claire- and Clary says she can't be more than eighteen. She hasn't had time to have a past. And Truby says, "Oh, get with it, Clary. This is the '80s. If you can achieve puberty, you can have a past." <laughs> well, that line hit me as funny when we saw the play. Yeah, and I was thinking. Well, I was nineteen when I watched the movie, so I probably didn't think that was funny at all. Like, that's right. What does that mean? But
0: man, yeah. But watching Mm, it now, I'm like,
1: that's right. How she
0: hadn't had time to have a past. that's so funny. Oh man, yeah. They were, they were really ready to have Annelle come in as the fresh meat in their beauty shop.
1: Give us the scoop. Yeah, you don't know if you're married. Like, it is so funny that whole that whole part um do you have any favorite
0: scenes that stood out in either the play or the movie so
1: i went back and well the line that stands out to me uh very serious scene in the movie it's it's in it's right after it's in the uh, Great in the graveyard in yeah. the, c- Ooh, at the yeah. cemetery. In the play, it's in the beauty shop. In the beauty shop, yeah. But it happens in both. Yep. I, I want to know why. I want to know why. And that whole scene, mm-hmm. to me, and I could start crying just talking about it. We all have that.
0: Yeah.
1: Be it about the death of a child, death of a dream. Why? Or God, why not? I want to know why. Yeah. And I believe that that very thing is what oftentimes causes people to walk away from God Mm -hmm. instead of run to Him when He so wants you to run to Him. Yeah. Because we want to understand. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I went back. So what was in my mind was just, I want to know why. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That line really stands out. But I went back and looked to get the more in depth quote yeah because i think the whole scene's so amazing so as the mom she's saying i'm fine i can jog all the way to texas and back but my daughter can't she never could oh god i'm so mad i don't know what to do i want to know why i want to know why shelby's life is over i want i want to know how that baby will ever know how wonderful his mother was will he ever know what she went through for him this is what i felt like the brother was absolutely This was actually what he was feeling yes and so he's getting it out on paper as it's his mom yeah but it's really what was in his insides yes. when that baby agree. said mama agree 100% agree <laughs> i want to know why lord i wish i could understand mm-hmm. and i just think we all come to those moments in mm-hmm. life where we're like just screaming out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um
0: and do you know i heard from the playwright, I heard him say he didn't know where to go from then. Like, when he was writing that, he wrote that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he didn't know where to take the next few lines. So he actually has a sister as well. And she helped mm. end the scene. And she wrote the line about, here. just hit want her. to hit something. Uh-huh. And then they pull in Weezer. Here, hit her.
1: <laughs> and again, you almost <laughs> needed that to break the heaviness because yeah. it is heavy yeah um, and you just you know then find yourself laughing yeah um, yeah very intense because she goes on to say no it's not supposed to happen this way I'm supposed to go first I've mm-hmm. always been ready to go first
0: huh <sighs> yeah. I thought that was Oscar worthy I I oh. really did I'm shocked she didn't get like in that moment it that just sealed the deal
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and the young lady or the woman that we saw, in the production here, locally, at the Pull Tight, She did a fantastic job at that scene.
1: And those are some really, really big roles to fill. Yeah. When really you're playing good. a role that Sally Field should have won an Oscar for. Yeah. I wanted to ask her, because she had real tears. She did. When she was doing it. And I really wanted to ask her, like, did you have to go to a hard place mm-hmm. in your mind to do that? Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the courage to yeah. ask, because I thought, I don't want her to have to share something uncomfortable but I really did wonder
0: yeah that was interesting the just happenstance the way that we were seated in the theater we happened to be facing her because see in there was moment, a whole it was like L-shape. there was other
1: times we weren't so there was a
0: whole side of the room we got that, that was heart. just seeing a profile or the back mm-hmm. of her head mm-hmm. and yeah we were you know Twenty feet away from her, looking yeah. at tears running down her face. I'm trying to not
1: have noise with it because <laughs> no that's how too. I cry sometimes, especially mm-hmm. about heavy things. Woo, So that, and then there's another um, part that. Did you want me to keep going with any it? other favorite scenes? Yeah. So another scene that I love. It's Mulan again, mm-hmm. and in the movie, it's the hospital. Yeah, I wrote that was my favorite scene. I find it amusing. That part where she says, I find it amusing. Men are supposed to be made out of steel or something. I just sat there. I just held Shelby's hand. There was no noise. No tremble, just peace. Oh, God. I realize as a woman how lucky I am. I was there when that wonderful creature drifted into my life, and I was there when she drifted out. It was the most precious moment of my life. Yeah.
0: See, and that. That was my favorite scene in the... So, I broke it down in favorite scene in the play and favorite scene in the movie. So, that's my favorite scene in the movie because that's not... You don't see that in the play. And that was tough for me to see the play without including any of the hospital Well, you, she says this
1: line, though. I know,
0: but yeah. all of the time in yeah. the hospital... Where she's you're doing see, physical therapy on her. She's and reading she's beauty doing... articles. Yes. She's, you know... Showing her pictures of her son. Yeah. Like, open your eyes, Shelby. Open your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, you know, walking <laughs> through all of these things, trying to speak life back into her. And then you're also, you can feel the exhaustion from the mom. Yeah. In the movie when you're yeah. watching. So, I, I definitely missed that from the play because that's my favorite scene where you're, she has, her mom has given her so much not just support. She's literally given her a kidney by this yeah. point that has now failed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and they say in the movie, even that the, um, uh, kidney transplant is going to be much tougher for mom mm-hmm. than daughter. Yeah,
1: she's had to. So you just quickly. know
0: the yeah. exhaustion and the toll that's happening on mom. Um, and then, yeah, just
1: very emotional
0: hour by hour you know and she even says you know at the encouragement of somebody maybe even her husband like why don't you go home get a shower she Did can't it leave meal. Her. she was Just like what if she wakes up
1: that moment that she wakes up yeah yeah and I you know yeah I've had quite a few health challenges myself where I had a mom that was like that too yeah, yeah. and so that's interesting that I was watching this in the theater with mom Mm -hmm. and I watched it again with her. Yeah. And just about a year ago or something. And she said, I never want to watch this again. Yeah.
0: Mom's (laughs) done watching steel magnolias. She's lived steel magnolias um, in many ways. Yeah. Not exactly. But, um, so I didn't pick a favorite scene in the play. I just thought, I just wrote down in general that the beauty shop really drew me in. Mm. So like, Obviously, the beauty shop is a component of the movie, but I wasn't as drawn in watching it in the movie as I was seeing it in the play. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt their friendship.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It was like a home where they did so much life together. Yeah.
0: I felt even, like, a desire or a hope on my own end of, like, I wish I had a beauty shop like that to go to. Like, I didn't think that when I was watching the movie. Like, oh, I wish I had access to Truvy's Place. But I did want that when i saw the play i'm yeah, thinking yeah. oh man if truby yeah. had a sto- uh, you know a beauty shop here in town i'd kind of want to go yeah
1: so just and if it was dolly pardon I, uh, I mean well, line, yeah. the line would be so long That's we'd never get in. get in Well, um, uh, one other funny line cuz i want to also have some fun. End okay on a funny well
0: I, bef- can i jump in before yes. you do that, bef- before we leave the hospital discussion mm-hmm. too i did find this and i you know we talked about how this whole experience was for Robert Harling to get some healing. Like he was getting words out and emotions out on pen and paper. Um, So we talked about that, but I had never heard this until we started doing research for this. Um, So Robert Harling, he was, I guess on set a lot. While they were shooting the movie. They shot it in, <laughs> in his hometown. hometown. So all these major
1: stars. Can you even imagine in a tiny town? Oh, yeah, I, must didn't have look been up, like. I
0: didn't look up their population or anything. But yeah, like running into Olymp- Olympia Dukakis at like yo- the yogurt shop
1: in right.
0: <laughs> Like, oh, hey, Shirley MacLaine. Did right. you, um, you know, need any help with your whatever? Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm freaking out if I'm seeing these kind of stars. So...
0: So, obviously, his family's there. Robert Harling's family is around, too. I mean, since they shot it in his hometown. Well, his mother was on set at the hospital. Harling wanted his mother to leave the set when they filmed Julia Roberts' death scene. But his mother insisted on staying so she could see Julia get up and walk away. I said, I can't believe you put yourself through that, Harling recalled saying to his mother in an interview with the Huffington Post, but Julia had become so special to my parents, she took some peace with that. Also, the nurses and other hospital staff seen in Julia Roberts' life support scenes are actual medical professionals who tended Harleen's sister.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. 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 Oh,
0: wow. How am I going to edit this? I was crying for all of it.
1: I'll have to do some work, but... Well, we just are real. Yeah, I'm I mean, when I think every time we're real, but this is just hits. It hits pretty close to home it for does. a number of reasons. Yeah.
0: So, um, we did want to mention. Well, you had some funny things. Well, to I just
1: mention. wanted to end funny because
0: <laughs> this is like, like literally crying.
1: If somebody's driving to work and you're listening, <laughs> I want you to laugh at the very end. And this is the scene that made me laugh. Clary is ha- talking with Weezer. Yeah. And she says, you know, you would be a much more contented, pleasant person if you would find ways to occupy your time. <laughs> and Weezer says, I'm pleasant. I saw Drum Eatonton this morning at the Piggly Wiggly and I smiled at him before, before I could help myself. She threw in a couple of ex- other words that I didn't. But <laughs> Drum being Shelby's dad that she's yes, been that at odds back with, with the whole film. Yeah. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> I'm pleasant. <laughs> I smiled before I could help myself at the Wiggly Wiggly.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I know we mentioned at the beginning, but do take a listen to that Garden and Gun podcast with Robert Harling. It's really good to listen to him talk about from his perspective.
1: But more importantly, film see this movie Absolutely. Or play if you haven't because it is the epitome of the southern life and it is. Um, and
0: if you're a super fan and you're wanting to go on a road trip, you can actually visit the Steel Magnolias house in natchitoches Louisiana. It's far from here. I looked it up. I mean it would be
1: quite the road. Quite trip. the commitment.
0: Um uh, but it is the house where Steel Magnolias was filmed. Um it would be the home
1: of what Shelby. would have been Shelby's home where and they it's had a, their reception, yeah. And, stuff.
0: and it's a bed and breakfast now, and it's it's actually named the Steel Magnolia's house now. So and um, they have each of the rooms are different character names. Oh, that's adorable, yeah. So that would be really fun. Well, that would be a fun road trip, a girl's trip. And um, my guess would be that since this film, and you know, obviously they've had 30 years to kind of shape up their town. But my guess is that there's probably a lot of information and
1: in sort the of town stuff about, yeah.
0: about the movie around town.
1: Well, I have a friend who's from that town, new friend in my life. I've only known her just a year or two. But anyhow, she says it's a neat town. So, cool. we'll maybe make the trip. We should make the trip at some point. That'd be fun. It really would. Well...
0: Goodness, it's been a fun one, a tearful one, but a laughter one that's right. as well. And we um, we did want to make sure and do this episode because it's it's part of our namesake, and we um, we love the film, we love what it means to the South, and what it has said about and shown about Southern friendship.
1: And I had my first Easter egg hunt for my nephew today, and that's how uh, towards the end of the movie. That's what happens. Life, Life continues. continues.
0: It sure does.
1: Sweet. thing.
0: All right, guys. Well, we hope that you have a great week, and um, please do share this episode with any friends of yours that you think might enjoy it. We have so, so, so enjoyed getting some feedback from you guys and hearing um, just all the different things that we're stirring up in your love of Southern culture. So So. find
1: us on social media and interact with us. Absolutely. We love that. All right. Y'all have a good one.